Father, who have your way today like never before. The entrance of your word, give it light and understanding. Speak to us, bless us. Cause us to increase on all sides. May we encounter your word, your power, today like never before. And may we live with uncommon testimonies. Even in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Please, I hope you can hear my voice. I really hope you can hear my voice. I think I saw one person that said my, yes, my voice is still low. Yes, we can hear you. I think it's from her end. She, she has to check from Okay, her. okay. Because, because I'm really shouting, so I, I was surprised. Okay. God bless you. Now, the, before, before I even touch my message, there is this thing on my heart I, I want to tell you. There are two things on my heart I want to tell you before I even touch my message. There is something about sitting under the ministration of the Word of God. Is somebody here with me? There is something. Something happens to you when you sit long under the ministration of the Word. Uh, uh, um, 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 mark my words very well. I'm saying when you sit long, when there is a consistency, when you continue, when you sit under the ministration of the Word of God for long, there is something that happens to you. There is an amazing thing that happens to you. Look at the man Moses. For the second time, God invites him to come to the mountain to receive from him the commandments. And the Bible says for 40 days, the Lord begins to minister to the prophet Moses as he rises down. But little did Moses knew that something was happening to him. After 40 days, Moses gets down from the mountain. And as he approaches Aaron and the children of Israel, they begin to go back by reason of fear. Only to realize that his countenance has changed. That there was glory emanating from him. There was a glory that was formed within and that was coming out. Bible says his skin was shining. By sitting long under the ministration of the word from God, the man's countenance was changed completely. Something happens anytime we sit for long under the ministration of the word. We are changed. We are changed into the same glory of the word of God. Bible says something. He says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, that is what the emphasis is, and continue therein. Bible says, if he is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, some man shall be blessed. When there is a consistency in the listening of the word of God, when there is a consistency in the studying of the word of God, when there is a consistency, when, when you sit under the ministration of the word of God, it has the ability to transform your life. It has the ability to change your life. Because the word of God has what it takes to change the life of a man. Have you not read in 2 Corinthians 3.18? Bible says, But we all with open face, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. We are changed. In fact, the King James does not give us a better rendering. When you look at the Amplified Version, he says, And all of us with an unveiled face, because we continue to behold, because we continue to behold the word of God as in a mirror, we are constantly being transfigured. The word transfigured is the Greek word metamorpho. It means, it is this word that we get the English word metamorphosis. 
It is a change inside out. We are changed inside out. And then he says, from, from an ever increasing splendor, from one degree of glory to another. There is a change that happens to us. Anytime we sit long under the ministration of the word of God, we are changed into the very same image of the word. Do you know what has happened to you here this week? As you are sitting long under the ministration of the word of God, there is a change happening to you. Your business is taking on a new change. Your life, your finances, every department of your life is taking on a new change. Amazingly, amazingly, when you, when you look at the New Testament, there are two things that changes a man. Bible says, and as Jesus prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. As he prayed, as he consistently prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. So you realize the word of God changes a man. And then prayer changes a man. When there is consistency. Oh, God, When there is consistency. And that's why Jesus will tell you. Men ought always, the emphasis. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Bible says pray without seasons. The book of Ephesians says praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit Praying always You see you are always seeing the emphasis Always Bible says in Acts 12 verse 5 That Peter therefore was kept in prison But prayer was made without ceasing Of the church unto God Prayer was made without ceasing Are you seeing the consistency here Prayer was made without ceasing There is a man by name Epaphras Bible testifies about this man Epaphras That, that the reason why the church in Colossae was, was standing perfect and complete in the will of God was because there was an intercessor by name Epaphras who was always laboring fervently in prayers for them. He was always laboring fervently in prayer for them. So the reason why there is increase, there is prosperity in the church of Colossae is because consistently a man by name Epaphras was on his knees interceding for them. There is something about consistency in the study of God's word. There is something about consistency in prayer. When a man dedicates himself or herself to pray and to study, he, he is actually baptizing himself in the pool of change. <laughs> and that is exactly what is happening here on this platform this week. Consistently, you are coming to morning aura, listening, sitting under the ministration of the word of God from the man of God, and praying. And you think it is for nothing. No. There is a change that is always happening to you. Because it is consistency that releases the power of God. You don't pray. There are some people that can pray for three hours. That's good. God bless you. Keep doing it. But if you pray for three hours on Sunday. And then wait till Friday or the next Sunday to pray again. It is a business meeting. There is no fellowship. You just had a business meeting with God. And, and nothing else. It should be a consistency. You pray on Sunday, you pray on Monday, you pray on Tuesday, you pray on Wednesday, you pray on Thursday, you pray on Friday, you pray on Saturday. Why? A consistency. You are telling God you cannot do without Him. And that's exactly what you're doing here today. There are some that even comes around just to hear a prophetic word. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. If you come to hear a prophetic word and you don't pray, you see, there are, there are, many, there are many that have received better prophetic word than you. Yet, none of them has come to pass. Some have even died and gone. It did not come to pass. The reason is because anytime you hear a prophetic 
a, a, a prophecy. You just receive the prayer point. So you turn your prophecy into a prayer point and pray it to pass. Every prophetic word is a prayer point. You have to turn it into a prayer point to bring the manifestation thereof. And so, if you don't pray, if you don't sit under the ministration, you realize you just carry this, this prophetic word and it will become like a burden on your head, moving from one prophet to another prophet. You see, I'm teaching you something that will bless your life. Let me, let me just quit here and then, and then enter into the word of God so that you, 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 you understand me better. But hear me, hear me. What you are doing will bless your life so much. What you are doing. I pray God grants you understanding. I, I have come to understand from, from, from experience that the number one reason why people suffer in life is because of their lack of understanding. So the Bible says, with all thy getting, get understanding. Get understanding. With all thy getting. I pray for somebody here on this platform that the Lord grants you and blesses you with understanding. Receive understanding in the name of Jesus. Because, because, Prophet Joe, it is not so much what I say, but what you hear. You see, communication is not so much what I say, but what you hear. I, I teach you on this platform. It will shock you to know you go to the classroom and then, and then um, you teach. And then you want feedback. And as you begin to ask your students to give you feedback of what you thought, the kind of things you hear, if you don't take care, you close, you close, you close for the day and go home. <laughs> You thought sometimes even the things you write on the board, go around and check. You ask yourself, are they in the same classroom with you? You 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 will shock. Yet they were in this classroom. They were listening to you very well. But the kind of response you are bringing. And so anytime, man of God, anytime I am preaching, there's one thing I pray to God about. That the people will hear exactly what God wants them to hear. Because anytime, you see, after service, if you have to go around and ask people, what did you hear? It will shock you, ask yourself whether they were part of the service at all. Understand it. Understand it. The, the Ethiopian Enoch, Bible says he was reading a portion of the scripture in Isaiah. And then... God told the, 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 the man of God, Philip, to join himself to the chariot. He goes to the chariot and then asks the, the Ethiopian Enoch, do you understand what you are reading? And that's what the man said. How can I? Except somebody guides me. So, so, so what were you doing? All this while you were with this scripture reading aloud. Because Philip will hear him reading from, 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 from Isaiah. And yet the man is saying, how can I understand? Except somebody guides me. There are many of you here, you have your morning devotion. You, you listen to the word of God. But, but you don't understand anything at all you are listening. So how does this bless you? Because it is understanding that establishes the power of God in you. In fact, let me shock you. Let me shock you. Oh my God. In Proverbs 20 verse 5, if I'm right. Proverbs 25, if I'm right. Bible says, cancel. In the heart of a man is like deep water. Okay? But a man of understanding will draw it out. <laughs> Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. Is it, is it a, yes, yes, God bless you, sir. Counsel in the heart of man is like water in a deep wall. But a man of understanding draws it out. So you realize, you realize, um, um, any time a man of God comes to you, he's like a deep water. He's like a well. But you need something to draw the, the water out of the man. <laughs> you need something. You need a bucket. You need a cup. 
You may be testing all right. The man may have the solution all right. He may have the problem and the answers to the problem you're looking for. I am here with the, pro- uh, with the answers to your problem, to your marriage, to your ministry, to your finances, to everything you are looking for. But you will need a bucket to draw from me. Out of my belly is flowing rivers of water. But where is your cup? Where is your vessel? Where is your bucket to draw? And that is understanding. Anytime understanding comes, you receive a bucket to draw from KOB. Anytime understanding comes, you receive a bucket to draw from the prophet, the, the prophet Joe. But when you don't have understanding, you will not receive anything at all. Do you, do you not realize how important understanding is? Where is your bucket, say? Where is your bucket? Where is your cup? What are you using to draw from us today? What are you using to draw from the man of God on this platform today? Understanding. I don't know why. I don't know why the Spirit of God is making me draw on this. Because somebody needs this. You need to, you need to come to the place where the Lord will grant you deeper understanding. He says the entrance of your word. He did not say, just say the reading of your word. He did not just say the lesson of your word. He says the entrance of your word. Because you can read the word, listen to the word, and it will not enter. But the entrance of your word giveth light and understanding. I pray for deeper understanding for somebody here on this platform that by the penetration of the word of God may understanding come to you may you receive power by reason of understanding because it is understanding that squeezes the power of God's word I call it a ukranka when mia unya juice no ubiye diankada ukotanka ayasensi yachia no kama so when Mia, eh? And I owe my zin for one Sunday, you have Mia back, Provence, in Sunday in Africa. When Mia and Kana, you will not get the juice out of it. Now, understanding is what squeezes the juice out of God's word. Understanding is what, is what squeezes the power out of God's word. Without understanding, and calling crowds are now afraid of their home. In two months, they are fortis. You feel the juice. Somebody say you feel the juice. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Project, project first kings for me. Let me let me let me end here. But in the name of Jesus, understanding has been granted a lot of people here on this platform. Understanding is flowing. Understanding is flowing. Understanding is flowing. And so you are going to feel the juice. My God. <laughs> you are going to feel the juice. You are going to feel the juice. First Kings chapter 22, verse 1 to 8. You will feel the juice. And they continue. Please follow me carefully. When the teaching grace comes upon me, I don't want you to miss anything. Follow me carefully. Follow me carefully. And they continue three years. God bless you, sir. Without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servant, Know ye that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, and we bestow, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria. Verse 4. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Would thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art. My people as thy people, my horse as thy horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver into your hand 
into the hand of the king, verse 7. And Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord beside that we might inquire of him? Verse 8, last verse. And the king of Israel said unto him, and to, unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man. There is yet one man. There is yet one man here on this platform. There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king see so, my God, my God, let me take you on a small journey so that you can better understand and appreciate this passage of scripture. You shall be so blessed today because the good news is that understanding has already come to you. And so I will not struggle today in that you have already received understanding. And so every word that is coming today, all you are going to do is just to squeeze the juice out of it and be blessed. Now, now. Remember that the first king of Israel in the land of Palestine was Saul. You remember, right? The first king was Saul. Now, he was followed by the godly king David. And then by the wise king Solomon. Who in the end proved not to be quite so wise. The reason why I'm saying that is because. The Bible says Solomon led the people of Israel into sin. He led the people of Israel into sin. Now, because of the sins of God's people. The nation was then divided into two nations. Israel in the north and Judah in the south. So anytime you are reading your Bible, uh, when, you, when you see Israel, you have to think very deep. Are we talking about Israel as one nation? Or Israel as a divided kingdom? Here, we are talking about Israel in the north and Judah in the south when the, when the kingdom was divided. So follow me carefully. Now, David's Descendants continued to rule the southern kingdom of Judah. And then their capital was Jerusalem. And the other kings ruled the northern kingdom. And their capital was Samaria. Now, the people of Judah continued to worship the true God in Jerusalem. There is a reason why I'm building this. You see, when I, when I get to the, what we are talking about today, you appreciate why I'm, I'm, I'm giving you all this background. The people of Judah continued to worship the true God in Jerusalem. But the kings of the northern kingdom, Israel, did not want their people going down to the other country to worship in Jerusalem. Because they were afraid their allegiance would go to the king in Jerusalem. So this is what they did. They set up a new way of worshipping in the north. Listen carefully. They did not say they were going to be worshipping a new god. No. They simply said they would create a new way of worshipping the same god. Oh my god. Daddy Kotea. Jeroboam, concerned with keeping Israel under his control, he devised a new scheme for worship that will cause his people to worship away from Jerusalem. So this is what he did. He built two calves, two, two golden calves, sorry, in northern cities, and then he invited his people to worship them. So he invented a political religion, and then he instituted feasts. In his own times, different from those appointed by Yahweh. And then he gave the people certain objects of devotion. And pretended to think it would be both inconvenient and oppressive to them to have to go up to Jerusalem to worship. So even though he made golden calves, he had in his mind the image worship of Aaron. You remember that in Exodus... When Moses went to God to receive the commandment, the people pressured Aaron so much that Aaron made an image, an object of devotion for them to worship. You remember that? You remember? You remember? 
Now, what Jeroboam had in mind was that concept of worship. I'll prove it to you very soon. Follow me carefully. So even though he made golden calves, he had in mind the image worship that Aaron introduced for the people. As sinner, when Moses left for the commandment from God. Now, this is evident from the words that Jeroboam borrowed from Aaron. Jeroboam said, after making the golden calf, he said to the people of, of Israel, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And then you remember, this is the exact word Aaron told the Israelites when he made the golden uh, um, um, image for them to worship. He said, This is your God, O Israel. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt? So you realize Jeroboam was repeating the same mistake. What Jeroboam meant to say was that this is no new religion. This was the form of worship which our fathers used in the desert. With Aaron himself leading the way. So, so this is the problem. Whilst God has laid down his own patterns, his own principles of worship, people are now setting up their own way of worship. I hear people say, Christianity is how you make it. Sometimes it sounds so sad. Christianity is how you live it. Christianity is how you make it sound. So they worship in a way that serves their values. They worship in a way that serves their purpose. They worship in a way that serves their principle. But Bible says, stand by the roads and look. And ask for the eternal path where the good old way is, then walk in it, and you shall find rest for your souls. You see, there is an old path, there is an old way that the Lord beckons on us to walk. You cannot choose your own principles, you cannot choose your own values, you cannot choose your own pathways. There is always a way. Bible says in Micah chapter 4, verse 2, verse 1, he says, But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow into it and many nations shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us of his ways he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in the paths we will walk in the path there is always a way there is always a path there are ancient pathways that the Lord has prepared for his people you don't have your way, your own way of worship. No, that was the same mistake they did. The same mistake they did. There is always a path God has prepared for His people. You see, in this particular story, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In this particular story, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah, and Bible says he was a good and a godly king. As a result, God has given him great wealth and power and peace. And then the northern kingdom of Israel was ruled by King Ahab. I hope you all know King Ahab. Bible says Ahab was also a very rich and powerful king. In fact, sometimes people compare his riches to King Solomon. He built a new palace in his capital, Samaria, that was inlaid with ivory all over. So beautiful. But Ahab was an evil king. We all know that. In fact, we are told that there was never a man like Ahab who showed himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then, the person that was promoting this evil was his own wife, Jezebel. You see, 
Anytime we talk about Jezebel, anytime we talk about Ahab, we are talking about wickedness. We are talking about a system. We are talking about a culture. They were so evil in the eyes of God. Now, at this particular time in this story, Ahab was the king of Israel. Now, Bible says he became so evil like the nations around Israel. In fact, if you check the preceding chapter, that, that is chapter 21, Ahab and Jezebel have just murdered a man by name Naboth in order to steal his land. So, at this time, these two kings were in laws because Ahab's daughter married Jehoshaphat's son. The reason why there was an alliance, there was, there was a, 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 a relationship between King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab was because the son of Jehoshaphat was the one marrying the daughter of Ahab. And in fact, sometimes, uh, although Jehoshaphat was a good king, he was stupid sometimes. Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And here is a godly man having the same communion and fellowship with an evil man. But that is not my message today, so I will, not, I will not even go there. But Jehoshaphat was sometimes very stupid in his decisions. Bible says, Jehoshaphat goes to visit King Ahab. And then Ahab tells Jehoshaphat, that listen, Ramon Gilead belongs to Israel. Because the last three years, we fought with Ben-Ahadab. And then defeated him. And then he promised to give Ramon Gilead to us. However, because of distractions with Assyrians, Ahab had not gone to take back the land from Ben-Hadad. So it has been three years, and still he has not received the land. And that is the problem. You see, you don't, you don't begin with the devil. Because God wanted Ahab to kill Ben-Hadad. But he spared his life by beginning with him to release unto him Ramoth Gilead. But we don't begin with the devil. Because if the devil promises you pleasure, he will give you pain. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? If the devil promises you good sex, he will give you HIV AIDS at the end. He has nothing good to give. In fact, in fact, the devil has no good thing to offer. You may enjoy for a while, but you will suffer for long. Mm, I pray somebody gets me. This is also not part of my message. I want to go straight to my message because I have a lot to teach. But never ever begin with the devil like Ahab. Ben Hadad Bible says he was like Hitler. He was very, very wicked. And so Ahab, through the prophet, said, You have to kill Ben Hadad and not spare his life. But he spared his life by, by, by bargaining with him. And now, through bargaining, the devil was coming back to Ahab. Bible says Ahab asks Jehoshaphat to go with him to battle. And then Jehoshaphat agrees to do this. Here is my story. Here is my message. I'm about entering into my message. Watch, watch carefully. But before they go to the war, Jehoshaphat says something very important. 1 Kings 22.5. 1 Kings 22.5. That is where my message is. 1 Kings 22.5. Before they go to the war, Jehoshaphat says something very important. In 1 Kings 22, 5, he says, God bless you, sir. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Enquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. I kadingo shkaparadi ekongo frahanga kaduanga tigre ekoja. 
penda fra akingo skafraki tongela asika ferengeni makande kabush kelakanda suka pra thank you blessed jesus my spirit is already on the high listen listen i can preach on this whole message holy kadikata he says enquire i pray at the word of the lord today you see I'll be touching verse 5 very much tomorrow. I'll be dealing with it. There is something there that I will open your eyes to tomorrow. But today I'm picking just a little part of verse 5. Just a little part. Now, if you are watching carefully, if Brother Joe will post it again, if you are watching carefully, he said, inquire, I praise thee at the word of the Lord today. You see, if you look into your Bible, Normally you will see the word Lord. Either it is written in capital letters or in small letters. There is a reason. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. I think Joe's one does not have it. Mine. And I wish somebody had it to post on the platform for me. He said, I inquire, I pray thee at the word of the Lord. Now, that word Lord is all in capitals. It's all in capitals. Inquire, I pray thee at the word of the Lord today. Yes, sir. God bless you. He said, inquire first for the word of the Lord in capitals. In capitals. There is a reason for that. And then in verse 6, Bible says, Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and then said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, referring to all the 400 prophets, and they said, Go up for the Lord. This time around, he uses. The small letters Lord and not all capital letters Lord. He says, All the prophets said, Go up for the small letters Lord shall deliver it into your hand. In verse 5, Jehoshaphat is making inquiries. He says, Let's ask this from the capital letter God. And then, I have got this 400 prophets. And then tells them, listen, I want you to tell me, should we go up and fight? And shall Ramon Gilead be given unto us? And all the 400 prophets says, yes, go up. For the small letter Lord shall deliver into your hands Ramon Gilead. I'm going somewhere with this. Follow me carefully. Bible says, and Jehoshaphat in verse 7 said, Is there not here a prophet of the capital letter Lord? Besides, that we may inquire of him. What is happening here at all? What is happening here at all? If you don't take care, you'll be confused here. What is happening here at all? What is happening here? And that is what I want to draw your attention to. Because there was something happening here. There was something happening here. Jehoshaphat wants to make an inquiry from the Lord, but he uses an all capital letter Lord. And then Ahab gathers all his prophets. 
And then all these 400 prophets prophesied in the name of the small letter law. And Jehoshaphat is not convinced. Why? After the prophecies from the 400 prophets, he is still not convinced. And then he asks, is there not here a prophet of the all capital letter Lord? Listen, if you are a good student and you will go back, in 1 Kings chapter 18, you will realize that the prophet by name Elijah, okay, threw a challenge to Ahab and told him, I want you to gather all the Israelites and bring your 400 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah. Listen carefully. Ahab was to bring 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah who were all eating from the table of Jezebel. They were all prophets of Jezebel. Now, God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Camel, and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. But if you read carefully, during the contest, only the 400, 450 prophets of Baal were in attendance. The 400 prophets of Asherah were not accounted for. <laughs> the 450 prophets of Baal came for the challenge. They were the ones that the prophet Elijah killed when they failed to command fire from heaven. But we are not told of the 400 prophets of Asherah. This implies that this 400 prophets of Asherah is what Ahab gathered here for Jehoshaphat to prophesy and to make inquiries concerning the war. So we, we are not talking about genuine prophets here. We are talking about false prophets that were serving the table of Jezebel. We are talking about 400 prophets that were serving the religion of Jezebel. We are talking about 400 prophets that were not from God, but, were, but they were imposters. They were, they were like Janus and Jambres I talked about yesterday. They were false prophets. Follow me carefully. I'm doing something with this. This were, this were by implication the 400 prophets of Asherah that, that, that Ahab gathered to come and prophesy and look into concerning the war that was ahead of them. And Bible says these guys prophesied in the name of the small letter Lord. And so Jehoshaphat by discernment, Yakata. Jehoshaphat by discernment was like, what is happening here? What is going on here? Is there not a prophet of the all capital letter law that we may inquire of him? What was going on in his spirit? Why was he still not convinced? What was the reason for demanding a prophet of the all capital law? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, there is yet one man here on this platform, there is yet one man, there is yet one man, prophet Joe, there is yet one man, destiny, there is yet one man, Peter, there is yet one man, Jenny B, there is yet one man, Nana, there is yet one woman of God here on this platform, who is a prophet of the all capital letter law, 
If you think are、uh, imposters, hear me say there is yet one man, Nakepa, here on this platform. There is yet one woman here on this platform who is not an imposter, who is not jealous or jambres, who is not a fake, but an original. Hey, Kapalapa, am I talking to the new breed of prophets? Am I talking to the genuine here on this platform? He said, Is there not yet another prophet of the all capital letter Lord? I will explain to you very soon. I've been using small and capital. It's not for nothing. I will do something with it. Just follow me. He said, There is yet one man, Micaiah. He's here on this platform. <laughs> there is yet one woman, Nanama. She is here on this platform. There is yet one man, Nanaya Phil. He is here on this platform. And guess what he said? He said, The son of Imran, by whom we may inquire of the all capital letter, Lord. I am the KTT. I am not talking about the prophets of Asherah. I am not talking about the prophets of Ba. I am not talking about the imposters. I am talking about the prophets of God. The genuine prophet of God. Capilito. Oh my God. Help me, God. Kida Palakapa. Guess what he said? Guess what he said? But I hate him. <laughs> But I hate him. You see? The problem with our generation is that we love the fake and hate the original. We love the fake. We cherish the fake. We hail the fake. We, we pride ourselves in the fake. And yet we hate the original. That is the problem of this generation, I'm telling you. The problem of this young generation is that anything good we frown at, anything good we hate, we despise. You see some, some stupid person who is so ignorant in the word of God will go to Facebook and a man of God who has, who has walked and, 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 and commune with God for so many years will post something and then they will go beneath their comments, will, will come out with something stupid and write it there, post it there and just go their way. Stupidity on the rampant. We hail the fake. Listen, I don't need to mention names. Go to the faith prophet's churches. Two services, three services, overflow. We heal them. And yet, the original is suffering. The original is suffering. Listen, let me do this. Let me do this. We are seeing two concepts of God here. Manga laga, badia konde sapaya. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We are seeing, I'm not saying we are seeing two gods. No, no, no. Follow me carefully. We are seeing two concepts of God here. The first is the small lettered Lord. And that word is Adonai. Adonai. Adonai means Lord. It is translated in the New International Version and most other versions as Lord. It is a common and perfectly acceptable name for God. Yes. It is a common and perfectly acceptable name of God. But the second. It's not Lord. The second is Yahweh. Ah, Yahweh Mosa. The all capital letter Lord is Yahweh. Which is shown in most English translations as Lord. All in capitals. You see, whenever you see Lord all in capitals in your Bibles, that is a signal that the Hebrew word is Yahweh. 
Now, what is Yahweh? Yahweh is the revealed sacred name of God. Yahweh is the revealed sacred name of God. I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> Yahweh does not mean Lord. No. Yahweh means I am. Hey, not I was. I am. It is the special name by which God revealed himself to Moses and the people of Israel. It means I am, or the God who really exists. Ah, I am not talking about a dead God. I am not talking about a God that cannot see. I am not talking about a God that cannot hear. I am not talking about a God that cannot walk. I am talking about a living God. I am. I am not talking about a God in the past tense. I am talking about a God who is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever God. I am. I am talking about a God who has mobility, a God that speaks, a God that is active. I am talking about I am. The God of Asherah cannot speak. The God of Asherah is not active. The God of Ba has no power. I am talking about Yahweh. Yahweh. Kode I am talking about Yeshua Hamashiach. Ikopayakata. Listen, listen. Do you know what Micaiah said when they came to call him? They told Micaiah, please go and prophesy good. Because all the foreign prophets of Asherah are prophesying good. Listen to what Micaiah said. That, that, that will let you know. Eh? That will let you know the, the Lord he was talking about. Oh my God. Oh my God. He said, Micaiah said, As surely as Yahweh lives, as surely as the Lord lives. What, what does that mean? It means Yahweh is alive. Yahweh is active. He said, as surely as Yahweh lives, I can tell him only what Yahweh tells me. Mm, mm, mm. Are you now seeing the difference? Listen, the prophet of Ahab will tell you what you want to hear. But the prophet of Yahweh will tell you what God wants you to hear. I will take it again. I don't think you heard it. I will take it again. The prophets of Jezebel, the prophets of Asherah, the prophets of Baal, they will tell you what you want to hear, what will sound good in your ear, what will make you happy. But the prophet of Yahweh will tell you what is in the mind of God, what is in the heart of God, what is in the counsel of God, not what you just want to hear to make you happy. And that is the problem with that generation. Anytime they see a prophet, they want the prophet to tell them what they want, what will make them happy. Not what the Lord is speaking at that moment in time. Listen, Yahweh is alive. Yahweh is active. Yahweh has the best intentions for you. And for that matter, he is, he is the one that tells me what to tell you. You don't, you, you don't tell me what to tell you. You don't. You don't. You don't. Listen, let me, let me give you this house story. This is our story. I will do something with it. You see, the, pros, the prophets of Jezebel and Ahab will say anything you want to hear. Ahab asks, should we go up and attack Ramad Gilead? Bible says all the 400 prophets said, yes. They all said yes. The God of Ahab is like a vacuum, an empty space. So you can fill him up with your own ideas. And then he will voice it out. <laughs> you see, false prophets, eh, they are empty. So, you fill them with your own ideas, your own principles, and then they will speak it out to you. Oh, who am I talking to on this platform? Are you getting it at all? 
Every false prophet is empty. So what happens is that you are the one that fills them with your desires. And then they will prophesy in return to you. And then you begin to shout, No, no, no. They are empty vessels making noise. Making noise. Making noise. I said I was going to tell you a story. One of my fathers in the Lord was having a meeting. It's a very sad story. Very sad story. And then in the meeting, um, some of the sons invited a woman who was a businesswoman. And the woman said, no, 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 me, me, I, I don't like going to this prophet. In fact, even if I'll go, there is something on my heart. If only he can prophesy in the direction of my business, then I'll go. And then, the, the, you see, anytime you want to entice somebody to church, you can see a, a whole lot of things. He said, no, my father, any department of your life, he can prophesy. My father, his eyes are open, forensic prophecies. Any department, you don't have to talk. Any department of your life, when he sees you, he will prophesy. Your business is something small, right? You just have to come. <laughs> and so this woman goes to the meeting expecting, and, uh, expecting the, the man of God to locate her and then prophesy in the area of her business. But the prophet of God locates the woman, lo and behold. But he begins to talk and he's like, woman, Somebody wants you dead. Somebody wants me. I came for business. You, you, this, 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 this new prophet. You are always prophesying doom and death. You, 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 you want to put fear in me, so I'll bring you, bring you my money. That was what the woman was thinking. Was, was thinking. The man of God said, "I see. In fact, that person I'm seeing is very close to you. He wants you dead. I'm seeing you dead. If you don't pray for you, you shall die very soon." Listen, the woman got furious and checked out of the meeting and left. Because she came to listen to what will bless her, her business. In one week time, this woman's business, it, it was a company. And one of her, of, of, of her trusted employees killed her, cut her into pieces and put her into a fridge. At the, at the company, the same, the, the same company. If you channel and what the chef, a fridge, a difference, a what company, a true storm. This is a true story here in Ghana. Now, or didn't share fridge in the movie, you know? Yeah, Pimamana, you know? When I will be a fridge, you know? And who said, Mammy, and your chicken, the thing that should be And by investigation, they found out that it was this closest employee to this employer. She came to the meeting. God located her with what was about to happen. But she wanted something different. She wanted a, a, a fake prophet to fill her up with her ideas. But she, she met a genuine prophet who could only tell her what was in the heart of Yahweh. And that is the main problem that is affecting us today. We come here on this platform with our own desire. That, I'm not saying that's bad. It is good. Sometimes you come here because there's a, there's a, a problem. You are sick. But it will shock you. Sometimes you come with sickness and Prophet Joe will not locate the sickness. But we begin to talk about something different in your life. Oh, but I'm sick. I want to be healed. You don't understand God. God knows better. He knows that that sickness cannot kill you. But that other thing, if he, he does not deal with it, something bad will happen to you. 
There are many of you that can testify to what I'm saying. That sometimes you come here on this platform looking for something else. And yet, the prophet of God will locate you and say something entirely different. Please, you don't get angry. Listen, he is only speaking from the heart of Yahweh. If you want to lie, go to a false false prophet. They will give you lies. They will give you lies. This generation loves the prophets of Ahab more than Yahweh. Bible says, for the time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own last, they shall heap to themselves teachers. Having 18 years, and they shall, they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into fables. And that's what is happening. 18 years, wanting to hear. And so, it has become so easy to, 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 to become a prophet in our days. It has become so easy. That's why everybody is saying, saying he's a prophet too. It has become so easy because we can, we can foretell what is in the heart of people. So you just come to a meeting. In every meeting, somebody wants marriage now. In every meeting, somebody wants marriage. There are three women here on this platform. You are looking for marriage. Just so a seed of 200 Ghana cities. Marriage is coming. Marriage is coming. Kabali Koto. And then he will, they will speak in Cappadocia tongues, Philadelphia tongues. Come Dungumpu. Inkompa. Ekongu. And then the, the crowd is like, hey, yakakaka. Rains are falling down. Rains are falling down. You are fooling yourself. You are fooling yourself. They are empty vessels. They, they, they look carefully into your heart and saw that this is what you brought with and then you fill them with it and now they are prophesying it back to you. They are chanting. You are fooling around. But we are not here to fool. We are not here to play. We are not here. In fact, it sounds foolish. It sounds so foolish. Listen, if you are here on this platform, desire the genuine. Hey, it feels good to have the original. <laughs> It feels good to have the original. Why, why fake something that can be real? <laughs> why, why fake something that can be real? Why go out and fake when God can give you the genuine? And Kappa. Uh, I told you my purpose here on this platform. You see, my, my, my administration has taken a new turn because that's what I was told to. I told you yesterday that God wants me to expose the, the fake and reveal the original. Is that what I said yesterday? And so, you realize everything I'm doing here on this platform is exposing the bad and bringing out the original. Because there are originals here on this platform that God wants us to raise. There is a new breed of prophet that God wants me to raise. And I'm raising them here on this platform. I'm raising them here on this platform. I'm raising them. There are new breeds of prophets here. I am talking about the prophets of Yahweh. I'm talking about the prophets of Yahweh. They are here on this platform. Here on this platform. Are you ready for prayer? Let me end. Let me end. The teaching grace came too much. Let me end. So that I can, I can do some administration. Let me end. I'll continue tomorrow. I'll continue tomorrow. Let me, let me, let me end them and we take prayer and then I'll do something. My name is Jesus Rasmin. This is a prophetic and miracles conference. Bye-bye.